Welcome everyone to the very first episode for Changing the Script podcast brought to you guys by Changing Courses 11. My name is Zach. This is my lovely wife, Hannah. We are the Pippins family. Uh, We are, in fact, the people that brought you the roadmap um, on TikTok. And to bring additional value to the market, we decided that we wanted to do a podcast uh, so that we could, on a weekly basis, share our thoughts with you guys and Honestly, we we put out a tally form, and we've got a bunch of questions. So tonight, we're going to do more of an introduction for you guys uh, in a conversation between me and my wife. Then we've got three questions that we have selected from that tally form to share with everyone. Uh, We're going to go through. We're going to answer the questions, uh, and they're directly from people who are in our roadmap community. Uh, So we're really excited about that. We really appreciate that you guys are here. If you're following us on any of the podcasts, um, you know, subscribers or wherever it is that you're listening to your podcast, like go ahead and hit that subscribe button. So you never miss anything. If you are watching us on YouTube, go ahead, like share, uh, and follow subscribe so that you guys get those notifications whenever we are posting. This will be Um, our first full YouTube video. This will be our first full YouTube video as well. Uh, it will be on the changing the script YouTube channel though. Uh, you and I have disagreements about that. We'll figure that out after we film. So quick quick, uh, quick advice for anybody wanting to go into business. If you go into business with your wife, um, your whole life becomes 40% agreement and 60% disagreements. Um, so well, I think the happy wife, happy life should also come into the business Happy realm. spouse, happy house. All right? Yeah, that's a good one too. There you go. Let the man go fishing and you can do whatever you want. Um, so I mean, honestly, babe, like from your perspective, I know that we get this question a lot, so we're going to kind of interview one another, I guess, for a minute. Let's just be weird about it and just do it. Um, but from your perspective, what is it that really drove you whenever we started coming up with this idea? What was your end goal? What did you have in mind whenever we first started coming up with changing courses 11, um, and the roadmap? Well, changing courses, you came up with a name. You're really good at coming up with names. And that was so perfect for what we wanted. Oh, that was so cute. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> and I think also, too, we wanted to changing courses to us kind of means a lot of things, partly because when I was in my searching phase trying to find what I wanted to do, um, I was never someone who like knew my passion. I just knew I wanted to work with people. And I would change courses all the time. Like I would try all these different business ideas and I was always changing courses, so to speak. And then when we put out the course, it just, it made perfect sense. But I think for me, the just working with people online has always been a goal of mine and, and really just working with people. And that's all I ever wanted to do was work with people and build a community. I always tell this story. I've told it a couple of times on TikTok live, but I had this business idea when I was like 18, 19 years old that I called United Souls and it didn't go anywhere. There was nothing other than just an idea of bringing people together from all over the world. And we would all wear these t-shirts that said United Souls on it. And that never went anywhere. I had no like business knowledge back then. Um, And I was just young and dumb and in college. But this, what this community has really become is what that vision was back then. So 
Yeah, I remember when we first met, we uh we bought that MacBook off my sister. Yeah, for 300 bucks. Ended up yeah. selling for 600. Yeah. Uh, and we would sit on the bed in my apartment. And this was like, what, three weeks after we... Three or four weeks in, yeah. Like, we met and she moved in like the next day. And then three weeks later, we were already trying to start a business together. Anywho... A uh, long list of and bad that decisions. And that was United Souls. Like, that and that was, was United Souls. Yeah. We would go downtown Cincinnati and take pictures. We tried to take content. We tried to do all <laughs> sorts of no stuff, but we had we no doing. idea what yeah. we were doing or what we wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I just knew I wanted to work online and I wanted to work with people and I wanted to talk about business. Yep. And today I would look at you and say, yeah, you need to give me more than that. Yeah. And I think you would too, because <laughs> yeah. I, like, guys, you have to understand that whenever you start your entrepreneurial journey, 99% of us actually have no idea what the hell we want to do. Yeah, um, I would say that. I think entrepreneurs, I mean, some people come into life with like, they know exactly what they want to do. Like some people are like, I was born to sing, I was born to dance. And that was their passion ever since they were little. But I never had that. Did you? So I honestly, I, yeah, sort of. Um, I did have something in my mind as a kid. Whenever I would grow up, I was going to do something, you know, manly or macho, police force, military. Um, and then it turned into I want to be a lawyer. And I dead set knew I wanted would to be a lawyer. Be a really good lawyer. Um, yeah, not the biggest fan, but it's no big deal. Um, then I wanted to be an engineer. And then I ended up doing what I did from 18 till I met you. Zach was pretty bad when I um, met him. He had a rough I had a really I had decade a, I, uh, of his life. I was uh let's just put it in layman's terms. Let's let's just go ahead and say it for what it is. I was a piece of shit. Yeah. And we could do a whole podcast episode. We on could this. do a whole podcast episode on that. Cuz you're an and open book. You'll tell your story. I am not an open book, but I've I mean forced you, myself yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um and the reason being is because I think that a lot of people that go into business, it makes them feel better, especially if they've done something similar to what I've gone through. You know, I went through drug addiction, alcohol addiction, losing jobs, being rude to the people around me, not being the most popular guy in the room to I really cleaned my act up. You know, yeah. and it was whenever we met, you kind of gave me that ultimatum. I was about to say I gave him an ultimatum. Yeah. And I said, clean your act up or I'm out. And I was like, well, you can't cook. <laughs> I so. do not like to cook. I'm not like the so, um maybe I got the short end of the stick wife. on that deal. Yeah. Oh maybe. Know. Maybe. No, she's not the picture perfect housewife, but she is the picture perfect wife. Oh, thanks, um, so but yeah, and to touch on the changing courses eleven, when we were trying to come up with a name, so a little backstory on us with our business is that we finally started fixing Pippins, and that one was the that, that was, was the business. business. That was the construction business, and that's what really started pushing us forward to doing better. Now we made a ton of mistakes Ooh. doing that. Um, that business kicked our ass. Oh my goodness, that was the epitome of we knew we wanted it, we just didn't know exactly how to do it, and it. And really, I kept trying all us. these different things online. I was like, I'll just do anything just yeah. to get us out of it. Yeah, and we actually we talked about that on um, one of our men's calls. We talked about that and the fact that a lot of a lot of the women in the online business industry say that like I want to retire my husband. Yeah, and that was one of your driving motivators yeah. is you wanted, wanted me to you be home. home. I wanted us out, and I hated of that industry. It. Yeah, I hated you, you for it. I was so angry. We went to therapy over yeah. it. 
Like what? Well, I, I why was did you hate at, me for it? What because was the... I'm the man of the house. Like I was supposed to bring yeah. in the bread. That's how I was raised. Like I take care of the family monetarily. And you were like trying to tell me like, no, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to retire. Well, you. And it wasn't until roadmap that I actually understand, understood where you were coming from. Yeah. Because it was never about taking you home. And when we started Pippin's marketing and we, struggled through the beginning of that and we worked through that we had fun working together that was just getting clients personally is a hard road as well and it felt like fixing pippins but just at home yeah you know like and working one on it's not it's a great business finding clients to work for and finding businesses to work for is a great business but you almost feel like it's just the same thing we did with fixing pippins just at home yeah, and you're kind of – it was. I started to describe it as a, I felt like a handyman for a website. Yeah. Right? And, um, and and I will say this much. Not everybody is as lucky as we are. We do get along more than we don't get along with business. Yeah. Um, and we and both have our is, strengths and weaknesses yeah. that are the opposite, so I think that helps. That really balances it out. Yeah. But you don't listen. No. For nothing. No. It's ridiculous. I'm proud to be defiant. I could use a megaphone and just like <laughs> do this. And you're like, no. <laughs> That's how it's always been. Um, but yeah, so the changing courses, though, that came about because of you doing the online stuff. Yeah. And I, t I looked her in the eye. I said, look, babe, you have spent more time jumping from thing to thing. You have changed course. That's our name, changing courses. Mm -hmm. And then we added in the 11 because 11 is your favorite number. Yep. Um, and it really kind of goes, though, because it, it helps us yeah. brand ourselves a yeah. little bit. And I've wanted for so long, like I said, to have the the not just the time freedom, because like I don't even consider us right now having time freedom because we're just constantly working and talking about business. We, we always tell each other, like, I don't know what else we would talk about at this point besides you know, our kids and, I genuinely, and business. We don't talk about anything else. I genuinely hate it when people are like, it's the time freedom. It's the passive income. It's like nothing is free about this and nothing is passive. Yeah. Right? Because, all right, first off, passive income only becomes truly passive when you can buy an annuity for $5 million and make $4,000 Or have a, a business and you outsource it all. But or, yeah. It, if we're going to put in any kind of work, it, yeah, it's it's far away. I don't look at anything we do as passive. And I don't want it to be passive because I love it so much. Yeah. Um, even when it's hard and even when it pisses me off, I this is everything I've ever dreamed of. No, yeah. We we thoroughly enjoy getting to do this kind of stuff. But my point that I'm trying to make is, is that I think that's one of the negative stigmas that online business has gotten over the last few years. Because digital entrepreneurialism, I think, is the future. I mean, obviously, we still need plumbers. We still need electricians. Absolutely. We still need construction yeah. workers. We still need lawyers. And those are great businesses to go into. Yeah, I was listening absolutely. to something the other day, and he was saying sometimes going into the boring business, when you're kind of in that searching phase, figuring out what business you want to start, don't go for what the hot and sexy is. Like, look at the boring businesses. Look at the laundromats. Yeah. Look at the ATMs. Look at the plumbing businesses because those are always there's always going to be a need for those businesses. Absolutely. But the digital And that's what people don't want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some people that do want to just genuinely be a plumber. Like, I mean, that guy that came out and worked with us, like, I mean, that, that dude is a good plumber. He's good at what he does and he you loves it. You're a good plumber too, yeah? No. <laughs> I was, I, I don't have the title plumber. Um, I never earned that title. I can do plumbing, but I'm not my favorite. Um, my favorite was always carpentry. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that there's there's a lot of negative stigma around online business, and it's because people are trying to say that it's passive. But if you look at those people, they're 
They're on live for eight hours a day. They make three or four posts a day. Yeah, they work. They work really, You say really that all hard. the time whenever you try to make your TikToks. You're like, God, yeah. short form video is hard. Oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> Zach, for, for I anyone listening. I sweated a Zach gallon is, the first video I made. Zach is the writer. Zach is the back end guy. Zach is the email like marketer. content. Long form content. Yeah. This this is perfect for you. This is my this is because you yeah, are not concise. Me. Yeah, surprisingly, I am concise. No, I just you do not do well with concise. I've been mustard. concise this whole time. Yeah. Yes, but but it's when I'm trying not to hurt your feelings, I have to not be concise. <laughs> I'm better at concise content than you. Um, that is true. You, I, we were actually talking about it on the men's call. I said if you want advice on TikTok, like call my wife, like not me. I just like to try to get it in in a certain amount of time. But you're very good at it. Uh, Paul even said he was like, it's because Hannah talks faster than you. Yes. I was like, I'm from the South, man. I'm genuine. <laughs> we do things slow. <laughs> That's why we balance each other out, I guess. I, uh, you know, I guess so. Um, but yeah, and just to wrap that up though, the negative stigma of online business, I, it's a shame because online business is probably, I think going to be one of the most successful ventures for people in the future. And it's because look at all the things that you can offer in the online world. You can offer drop shipping. You can offer Amazon stuff. You can offer digital courses, education. um, You can offer ASMR. Yeah, seriously. You can literally pretend to be an AI NPC on TikTok now. It's insane what people monetize. Yeah. Just people monetize just who they are. I didn't even realize what I was watching. I was just what, watching the some. ASMR? Yeah, no, the ASMR stuff bothers the crap out of me. I love it. And you're like they're whispering. Like, no, <laughs> I love I, it. Just so like, it's that bothers art. me. I love it. Oh my goodness! I know you love it, but it just bothers. The I had crap no out idea of me. what ASMR was for the longest. I'm talking time. about the NPC. Have you seen the NPC people? No. Where they're like, mm, thank you for the corn. Mm, thank you for the corn. Ooh, heart. No. Yeah. Ooh, heart. Yeah. Like, the, po- no. the overall point is, <laughs> you guys can make a business out of literally anything you love. Seriously. Like, I mean, if you're into health and wellness, you can create a health and wellness program. If you're into finance, you can create a finance program. And what if we had hoped tech, all along is that the roadmap would be a launch pad for people into whatever business they really love. And ultimately, I think it's going to get there. Yeah. I really do, um, especially with some of the things that we're trying to instill and in- implement there and, you know, grow and evolve yeah. with the, you know, requests that we're getting from the community there. Yeah. Um, but online business is such a great opportunity for people, not just because of that, but because it's also low cost investment. Yep. It's a little bit more low risk. Yep. Um, and what I mean by that is, is there's still risk, but it's like if you only put, let's say, $1,000 into a business and you add $1,000 that you could spare for that and it ultimately fails, that's not as bad as you opened up a brick and mortar store with $30,000 worth of product. Yeah. And now you're under you lost your house and different things like that. Well, I was that. talking about this in our passion building module for anyone that's in the roadmap and have been through the course. I kind of go through some figures of how much it costs to start a business and I think when we were under the impression when we started fixing Pippins like oh, we have to have a lot of money, it takes money to make money and that drove us into a massive amount of debt. And well that and we were constantly borrowing we from started Scott off broke. to pay Peter to yeah. pay Paul. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Like It was ridiculous. And it's, it's just so, to, it's the opportunities cycle. online allow you to do it with zero dollars sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you can literally get started with a YouTube channel with just your phone. Yeah. You know, and everybody has a phone. You can, you can start doing 
drop shipping with an iPad. So yeah. that's not ex entirely expensive. You can get the cheapest one. Um, so it, it's, it's a relatively low cost getting started. And I think that's why it's so attractive. Yeah. Um, well, I think you, I think there's something to be said about failing too. Cause like we would have never been able to build the roadmap or sit here right now if we didn't fail in fixing Pippins first. And I didn't fail in all the things that I tried and gain experience and knowledge from all of that. Yeah, so absolutely. I think people are so afraid to fail or hear the word no when it's like that's exactly what you should be chasing. Like mm -hmm. chase the failures, chase the no's, chase all of the Kevin experiences. Kevin O'Leary that says he won't even invest in you if you haven't failed. Yeah, there's a lot once. of big wigs that yeah. will tell you like I don't even want to touch your business if you haven't failed ten times before. Yeah, maybe not so ten times. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the number is. The point is, is the, I think so many people get scared of failure when it's like that's exactly what you need. You need yeah. to fail in order to to find the right way. I know it's not your favorite show, but I love that show, The Vikings. And when Bjorn Ironside is talking to his brothers, Upa. Hey, you know what? TV. I have good taste in television. My wife, not so much. I am a reality TV junkie. Um, it's like my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Like we almost got divorced over Star Wars. <laughs> <Stop>. like, <laughs> did you just turn Star Wars? Off? I no. hate Star Anyways. Wars. I hate all that stuff. But Bjorn Ironside does, there's a scene where he's talking to his brothers, Upa and, you know, Ivar. And he says, but how many times have you failed? Because in failure is how we learn to do better the next time. Like yeah. it's not a direct quote, so don't like jump on me for that. But the point still remains is that most of our most powerful leaders in the world throughout all of history will talk about how failure taught them the lessons they needed to know to succeed. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, if you look at it this way, if you fail, you at least know what not to do. You might still not know what to do, but you know, like going left was worse than going right. Yeah. Or I should have zigged instead of zag. Yeah. You know, so um, I think a lot of people are afraid of failure and they shouldn't be afraid of failure because that is going to ultimately benefit you in the end. Yep. So um, now as far as the remainder of this conversation, I think that one, um, I think people would love to know a little bit more about us. So we'll give that and then we'll dive into the questions. What do you think? Yeah, I think that will be helpful because I think we get a lot of hate right now. A lot of love and support. And gosh, that that's probably what keeps us going most days. But might be beneficial to just oh, I show that we're just... Hate. I love it whenever Zach somebody says it. something stupid. Come um, on with it. Come on with it. But we get a lot of self. hate too. So maybe it's nice to just share a little bit. You can ask a lot of people how I do whenever you piss me off. Like I will, I will stand insane. my ground. I yeah. will stand my ground. That's crazy. Um, I try to do it in the most respectful way, but it just depends on who you are. But um, yeah, what do we want to talk about? What is what about us that we want to talk about? Well, so I mean, obviously, I'm I'm from the South. I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, but pretty much immediately moved away down to Louisiana, Alabama, Texas. Um, I was raised Southern. Um, traveled the states a lot you know i how many states have i been in pretty much all of them except for the west coast and we'll tell them why because people asked me this the other day about where you grew up and there's a lot of people from louisiana that were messaging me um so my dad was a project manager and he would go from job site to job site and help get it back to where it needed to be um my dad's just a very meticulous guy and he he really excelled at what he did. So we would take that as an opportunity as a homeschool family. 
uh, to be able to go out and travel the United States. By the time I was 12, I'd probably seen over 50% of the United States. So that's pretty cool. Like not too many people can say that. Yeah. But what I hate is now you don't want to travel with me. Not at all. (laughs) He just wants to stay home and stay in one place. And I'm like, I want to go everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. I'm the Johnny Cash song. So. So I, I grew up. Go there. I don't want to go that many places. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and just a suburb of Cincinnati. Stayed in the same place my whole life, but love it. I love my hometown. My whole family's there. I'm the youngest of five kids. Super tight knit family. Um, a majority of my siblings are all within ten minutes of each other, except for my one sister. Um, so we're the only ones that are far away somewhat far away i say far away you say five hours is not far it's not that bad but um i've done yeah. 22 hours like five hours is not that bad yeah exactly yeah but yeah i mean that's where i grew up what else oh i mean so like i went to public school after um i got done with homeschooling uh to be able to play basketball i was not like the popular kid in high school and Honestly, you, I was the kid that came from homeschooling, and you, you could just look at it and be like, "Dude, you act like you came." Yeah, because you're weird. But like, my only experience with school until I went to school was saved, uh, saved by the bell. So, like, yeah, it, I didn't know what to do. When I met Zach, I was like, "This guy is weird." <laughs> like, we have, we'll have to do all that's a whole podcast episode on our full story. But um, we, you went to high school in Cincinnati, and that's where we met. So your parents moved to Cincinnati. And then um, that was our last major move is my childhood. And then that's where we met. Yeah. 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 That's a fun story. (laughs) Uh, uh, We'll do that one another time. We've told that story on TikTok a couple of times. Yeah. We have told that story a couple of times. I mean, it's pretty easy to do. We met at the bar. We met at the dive bar. And that was Zach had a shirt on that said porn kills love. He was playing pool. And I was like, I like your shirt. And then that was really. I was with a date the next time I, I saw you. You asked. Sight. Yeah, well, you loved me. I was still like, oh, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was with a date the second time I saw you, and you asked me for my number in front of the date. Yeah, my bad, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, that wasn't, also, that was, I win. So <laughs> it was, it was probably the best movie you could have done. But um, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, well, it, well, the, you moved in pretty much day one. Yeah. I lived um, with my parents at the time because I was in my troublemaker phase and I got in trouble. I had to move in with my parents and I never, not that I don't love my parents, but you know, you're what, 20, 21, you don't want to be at home. So I stayed at your apartment all the time and I just never left. And then a couple months later, we moved into our house together, rented a house in then Cincinnati. a couple months later, we moved to Nashville. And then a couple months, months later, later, we, we moved got to Nashville. Married. A couple <laughs> months later, we moved in. And then a couple months later, we got pregnant. Yeah. And had a business yeah. all at the same time. Then a year later, COVID hit. Yeah, we've had a very weird relationship, yeah. but it works. I tell I tell you all the time. It feels like we've known each other for yeah. sixteen years. Um, so I mean, that's that's I think that's the gist of our background. And yeah, I mean, we enough. can go as we get more questions throughout this. And we yeah. have guests on and stuff. We can have like a... Yeah, you guys will have to forgive us. I mean, it's our very first podcast slash long form YouTube video. So we're just we're shooting just, the shit just, like uh, we do yeah. as if we were sitting here by ourselves. But let's answer these questions. Yeah, let's roll into the questions. So Maria R. Oh, um, tell them about the map first. 
So we, I got this map from Hobby Lobby today. So for those of you who don't know what it's like to be married, that's what I'm it's gonna like be, to be married. I'm just a little bit like all over, but the women will understand. So we have this map behind us. I forgot the pins, but we're going to do like little red pins with your names on them and pin them wherever you are in the country. Or, or the, the world. The, the world, sorry. And we'll pin them up. So hopefully behind us, and we might get a new one because I don't love, love it. But it'll have pins all over it. So if anyone comes in and asks a question, then we'll put your name on the pin and put it up on the map. And we will be not immediately, but eventually doing giveaways with that. Um, yes. So we'll select a random we pin. We love giveaways. Yeah. Just And you never know what it's going to be. One day it might be a t-shirt. One day it I might be a, you know, who knows? It'll be anything. Yeah. We'll do giveaways. Um and we just wanted to do that for something fun. We thought that was, we thought yeah, that would be fun for everybody. Yeah, I just think it's a good back for all the yeah. support that we've gotten. Yeah, because there's, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never seen a group of good people the way I've seen in the roadmap community. I mean, it's it is just, dead. it is, it's, it's a dream you'd be hard true. pressed to find an asshole in our community. It's a dream come true. You really would. For sure. Um, all right. So let's go to Maria R. She asked the question. So if you know who you are, feel free to jump into the comments and say, oh my gosh, that's me. Uh, but we selected your question. I love um, this question. Yeah, we did it first because we think it's a really good question. Um, you said that it is important to have a strong, positive mindset, but if things aren't working my way, when should I call it quits mm -hmm. or should I continue until I succeed? I have a good answer for this. Then go for it. So coming from someone who's quit things very quickly um, and then someone who's maybe stayed in an opportunity for too long when I knew that it wasn't right deep down, there's there's a level of self-awareness and like as cheesy as it sounds, really following your gut and identifying really what your strengths are. Like you kind of have to do a SWOT analysis on yourself and your business and figure out like what are you really good at? I know for me, I love communicating with people. So I have to do something where I can communicate with people. Honestly, you guys, I don't like tech stuff. Like uh, Zach will tell you, I'm not a tech savvy 28 year old <laughs> for someone it's who. It's embarrassing how it's much you bad don't understand how, Yeah, tech. like it's pretty bad how much <laughs> I don't like tech. So um, I am more just, and when it comes to my content, I'm just like, I just want the phone in front of me and I want to talk to people. So you have to figure out what kind of strengths you have from the content side, what you're most interested in, um, and and really figure out if the opportunity opportunity that you're in can mold into those things. Um, so I think I would start there. I think also, too, a lot of the reason as to why I quit things so quickly is because and I would go into things just for the money because we needed money at the time. And this is why I'm so passionate about leading with the opposite at this point. And it's a big driver behind the roadmap and this whole opportunity that we put out because I failed so many times because I went in with just the sole intention to make money. And so I think you just have to define the reasons as to why you're doing something. And what's so cool about the roadmap, just to speak to that, because I know a lot of our listeners will, will be a part of the community, is... You guys, I, I have a post on this about selling the roadmap as a secondary structure to what you really love and using the roadmap as just a support to get you there um, and and be a part of a community of almost 13,000 people now that you guys can bounce ideas off of and be a part of the calls every week 
and have other people help. It was just someone earlier today said, does someone know how to build a Shopify store? And I came in and I tagged Enid and Caroline because they know how to build Shopify stores. Um, So just that networking ability within the community can kind of help you whether you sell the course or not. Um, And I think a lot of people miss that sometimes or they get so excited to resell it because it's such a unique opportunity. But for some people, your passion might lie elsewhere where you can use the roadmap and you can use the networking ability within the community to build what you really love and then just have the roadmap in your, in your product suite secondary to what you're leading with in your content and what you're leading with in business and just have it there as, Hey, this is the networking community that I'm with, or this is the course that I learned how to build my business on whatever the case is. And so I think, um, figuring out what your intentions are and then figuring out what you love. Cause there were things that I quit too soon that I could have been really successful in, but I always just knew in my gut. It just wasn't it. I just knew it in my gut. It wasn't for me. Yeah. And so I think self-awareness is really what it boils down to. And it's a hard thing to teach on because it's different for so many people. Yeah. But on the flip side of that quarter, you didn't like quit, quit. You just, you stopped with a particular opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think overall I think you never I quit. think there's a I think there's an extremely like there's a fine line between that. Yeah. Like there's like okay, let's say you start with this opportunity and maybe it's Monet. Yeah. And then you say, "Well, Monet's really just not for me." So you went to legendary marketer and you say, "Well, that's not for me." I didn't do right? these things by the way. He's just using like, I'm just using examples. different ones yeah. like I mean and just the ones that I know about. Like I I was never that deep into You say Monet cuz I love Monet's hair care. I like Monet's hair care. Yeah. Like shit smells good yeah and you like your hair feels good after you're done with it like whatever it's fine Um, but i think the point is overall you never ever ever give up yeah but you may give up on opportunities along the way because you just know in your gut they're not for you but just by trying them i always recommend people try things no matter what because you're going to learn like the only way i knew this was for me is because i went through a process of elimination for so many years of saying, okay, I tried this, wasn't for me. Cross that off the list. Tried this, wasn't for me. Cross that off the list. Tried this, yeah. wasn't for me. And so the only way you're going to find it is by action and just keep going. Oh, yeah. And I want to stress on the part where she talks about, you know, it's important to have a strong, positive mindset. And yeah, 100%. Yeah, like that to. is the foundation to success. You don't success. have to every day. There's going to be bad days yeah. where you're negative, but... Overall, you have to you have to be mentally strong. Well, yeah, you have to have that foundation to success, which is that positive mindset, because you're going to overcome challenges. You're going to visualize your outcomes. You're going to stay motivated. Yeah. Right. Um, And I tell people all the time, entrepreneurialism is 90 percent finding a way to motivate yourself where motivation doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. It's so and I actually I heard that from somebody else. So I can't even attribute that to my own intelligence. I just attribute that to it's 100 percent correct. Like there's some days where you have zero motivation, even though my motivation comes from you, the kids, um, and I do have a drive to be successful and to win. I still have days where I'm just like, man, I am not motivated to do shit today yeah, at all. And then I think it, it, it boils into the resilience too. Cause if you have a resilient mindset, like you were talking about, um, that can help you bounce back from those setbacks yeah. a lot more easily because they're going to happen no matter what. And I think what a lot of people run into, and this is just from my perspective, like this is just from the emails that I get from community members. This is from conversations that I've had with people on our live calls, etc. A lot of people setback is that primary 
Like I've been doing this for a week and I haven't seen anything happen. And that is the biggest setback that I see because they, they came in it with this mentality of I'm going to find success within a couple of days. I had that. I had that. People yeah. would make me think, oh my gosh, I see these people succeeding and they're blowing up so quick and oh my gosh, they're making all this money. And I came from a place where I was desperate for money. Like yeah. I was desperate to get you home. Yeah. And we were drowning in debt. Our business was failing. And I was like, I just need to do something that can help get us out of this. And I would try all these different things. And it was because I came in chasing the money. That's why I I preach the opposite now. Because when you go into it with that mindset, it's not going to work. Well, Think Media, actually, the the girl that does that, uh, she's got the long brown hair. I don't think I've showed mm-hmm. you any of her videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like their videos. They actually, watching their videos helped me get this podcast set up. So mm-hmm. thank you. you. Job, think baby. Media. Um if you guys are watching this video by any chance, any tips or pointers would be appreciated. Uh, I do love your guys' content. But she talks about it from the perspective of how can you serve your customer, yep. right? And, and it all comes down to that. Yeah. And if you can figure out how to serve, and I can't remember who said it. You might be able to remember who said it. But um, if you can serve 1 million people for just $1, you're Jim a millionaire. Yeah. And I think you might have been the first person to say it. So, and, and that's so true. Like, it's all about service. Um, and serving people is far more... I think makes a bigger impact on yourself too. Like you feel better. I will always can't put a price on a good shit. You can't. And whenever I, whenever I get a message from someone, just a really positive message and to all of you who have ever sent a positive message, just a really heartfelt positive message. Those messages mean more to me. You guys make my wife cry. And then I (laughs) have to deal with it. I'm I'm kidding about stopping. It, It means more to me than any sale. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Like I, for me, it was like, um, we've been going through some really tough times, even with this, cause we have gotten a lot of hate. I mean, we got one a guy lot that of literally it's took a picture busy. of our house yeah, and our I just cars and put it on yeah. Like we have gone through a lot with this. We barely, we don't even scratch the surface of sharing what we go through on the back. I mean, it's nobody's started. business but no. our own, but it's like, and, and those people, you know what? You can kiss my backside, but it's, 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 it's been rough. a lot. Yeah, I mean, and it's stuff that a lot of people I don't think would. I Thank wouldn't God wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah, I wouldn't wish it yeah. on my worst enemy. But those positive messages have, have come through. You guys have, <clears throat> and I'm talking about random. Like we're not talking to anybody about our issues. We're not talking to anybody no. about what's going on. And people have said, I don't know why I needed to do this, but I just wanted it's, to send you a text and say I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. And you cannot explain it. We love you. Yeah, yeah it's, you cannot explain. We've it. made a lot of really good friends yeah. through this. Yeah, lifelong. So, but to continue answering your question about calling it quits. All right. So I'm going to say this from two, two points and it's going to bring up what you said about like, you know, um, you kind of hit that point in the opportunity where you're like, this just isn't for me. So you moved on. Um, and then from the point of pivot, don't quit. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people mess up is they say, nope, entrepreneurialism isn't for me. I quit. I'm going back to my nine or to five. Or I can't market. Or I, I can't, can't figure out this, the content and that, they quit. And they quit. Stop looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. All right. If you are stagnant and things aren't moving forward for you, yes, you might want to reconsider what opportunity you're doing. It might not align with you the way that you initially thought it would. Learn to pivot. Because if you can pivot the direction that you're going in, and you can learn from the failures that you had in your first opportunity, and you can apply them to your next opportunity, you will eventually find that right fit for you. Yep. 
because, and I said it on the men's call, I said, guys, selling the roadmap is not the only thing that you guys can do with this. You can take all of the information, especially whenever we come out with 2.0 yeah. and apply it to anything you want to. Yeah. Anything you want to. And that is where I think a lot of people are kind of running into problems right now is they don't look at it from that perspective. Well, and, and but I don't... also they're they're coming at it from this like if I don't succeed at this, I have to quit. Like don't take quit out of the equation. You are an entrepreneur now. Yeah. Quit should never be in your vocabulary. Ever. And don't pigeonhole yourself into the digital marketing niche or the make money online niche. You guys, there are people in this community that will support you no matter what business you do. I was just speaking to someone the other day and she took a break and she wants to come back and start her calligraphy business. And she was like, oh, I think I have to start over on a new account. I'm like, no, you've built such a great foundation from the roadmap. You have such great friends in the community. Build it on your current platform because you're going to have people support you. It, this whole like people just feel so pigeonholed, even if that's a word, I don't know. But you get my point. You don't have to you don't have to force yourself into a hole that's not meant for you. Yep. And so um, self-awareness is key. Oh, yeah. And also, don't forget, like some of you guys might just be late bloomers. All right. Yeah. It took like, me like a year and a half <laughs> to make $100 online. Yeah. Like, the first is. time my wife made money online, it was it was almost as exciting whenever I found out I was having a daughter. Like yeah. I ran around the house half naked, so screaming so in joy, and yeah. she pretty much did the same thing. Yeah, she made a hundred. She was like, guys, it, I it literally, it literally took me, I think, a year. It took a year and a half. Than yeah, that. like a lot longer. It, it took me a long time yeah. and a lot of different opportunities to even just make a hundred dollars. Yeah, the people that wake so, up and just start shitting excellence, they've figured something out that they have not shared with the world. All right, yeah. so you have to remember that anybody who you see online that just is perfect in everything that they do they either are lying to you or they just woke up naturally good at it so and I that's say, like one person per one billion don't just sell the vacation sell the plane ride with it so you can really yeah. give people a clear view of everything it takes to be successful absolutely and not just the fact that and to wrap this up and move to the next one just so that we can keep things moving um you know it's a learning experience so don't quit. Look at everything as a learning experience. Yep. And then also it helps to build your grit and determination, right? You because gotta get the grit. you got to have grit as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You are going to get hate. I say it all the time. Somebody is always around the corner with an ax ready to swing at your Take ankles. Take it as a badge of honor. And it can be family. It could be friends. It could be some random guy that's eating Cheetos in his mom's basement. You don't know who it's going to be but somebody is always there ready to swing because they don't like it whenever you're successful and they're not. And you have to have that grit and that grit turns into determination and not a determination to prove others wrong, but a determination to prove to yourself that you have what it takes to be successful. Well, we also have to change the conversation around hate too, because Randy sent a video, um, a gentleman in our community and he shared a TikTok from Alex Hormozzi and he said, hate is really like, the sign that you're doing something right. It's the hallmark of you being on the right path. And so I think we also have to change the conversation around what hate is. And when you start getting it or you start seeing it, it's like, I'm on the right path. 
Uh, that's right why direction. I said y'all do what you want to. Don't bother me one bit. Yeah. I mean, shoot, when you bring it to me, nine times out of ten, I go, I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care. We never see it. Heck, there was one guy that was talking crap about us, and I made a video that literally said, this one guy, I don't even know what he does. I don't even know if I just said his name right. I don't even remember his name right now. That is how inconsequential your hate is to me. Yeah. I do not go home. I do not concentrate on it. Why? Because I got a podcast I want to do. I'm doing it right now. I've got the roadmap 2.0 that I want to work on. Yeah. I don't have time to give a shit about your opinion. Yeah. So anyways, that grit and determination is a great thing. So just keep that in mind, Maria. A strong, positive mindset is going to be extremely pivotal for you. I did write down notes so I could remember what I wanted to say. Uh, But it is equally important to approach all of the challenges that you're going to face with a sense of realism and flexibility. All right. So knowing when to persist and when to pivot and when to pause is key to long-term success and well-being. Um, So I, I just, I hope that if you're listening to this, you get to hear that and you get to understand that one, I don't want to see you quit because don't. And two, understand that not everything is for everyone. And you may have just not found exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing. But if you keep pushing and you keep trying, you will get there. Yeah. Take me, for example, at my lowest of low points, I was ready to end it all and very close to doing it. All right. And that is just the truth twice, but I stuck through and it's, this one right here and my two beautiful children that kept me going. I'm not that selfish of a human being. And I kept going. And because of that, finally, me and you hit what we were meant to do. Yeah. And now we're doing it. Yeah. And we love every minute of it. So you might be at your lowest point. You might be ready to quit, but don't. Because the light's always at the end of the tunnel. And life can change really, really, really fast. Harvey Dent. The night is darkest before the dawn. Yep. I did a TikTok on that one. Do you know who Harvey Dent is? Um, The clown video or the clown movie. Dark Knight. I'm going to give you. Dark Knight. I'm going to give you. (laughs) He's not the Dark Knight. Harvey Dent is the lawyer that becomes Two-Face because of an accident. I I said it from the right movie. But it's from the movie with the Joker. But you were, I'll give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Next question. That was good. Thanks, You want to watch Batman tonight? No. All right. (laughs) All right. So Nelson, Nelson asked a really good question as well. And I'll let you read this one. How do you maintain so many relationships online and use them genuinely to grow and learn and find success? All right. You take the first one. So you want to let me take this one and then you can wrap them up. Yeah. So the benefits of building relationships online and is going to outweigh some of the benefits of building relationships in person. And the reason being is because you can reach so many more people online. But I think that a lot of people, and I actually just had this conversation, a lot of people look at it from the, especially men, because for me, this is better relationship building than doing a TikTok video. Yeah. But if you can learn how to talk to your target audience and you can learn how to talk to the people who are interested in listening to what you have to say, I know I did that already too. Gonna have to get used to our movements over here, man. Uh, but if you can get used to doing that and put your information out there, one, you have no idea what you have to say and how impactful it can be. Right? You you just don't know. 
And if you put that out there, you can help somebody either be successful, maybe get through a dark time, et cetera. And that is building a relationship with them. And whenever you do that and you put that content out there, they start to gather in that no like and trust phase, yeah. right? And that's how you start maintaining the relationship. You continue to br- provide them value via TikTok and then you kind of just platform. go from there. But there's some additional touches, I think, that you can add in there. Because he says, how do you maintain so many relationships? So, well, one, organization. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit difficult for it, me. It is difficult. Two, add a personal touch in there. Try your best to every time somebody follows you to go in and say thanks for the follow. Every time somebody comments on your post, interact with them. Yeah. That is that main, that's, that's that maintenance that I think a lot of, I'm really bad at it, but that's that maintenance that I think people overlook because it's the small things, not, Hey, thanks for the follow buy my stuff. Hey, thanks for the follow. It's almost like, how do you bring, I'm a big thank you note person. I mean, I have thank you tattooed on my wrist. I'm a big thank you note person. Yeah. Still, so every time somebody says, like, like, they'll give why me do we a... always have to send thank you notes? It's like, because you just do. Well, not even just that. Like, somebody will hand me something and I'll go, hey, thanks. And you sit there with your tattoo and you point at it until I say thank you 13 <laughs> times. But um, I think that it's so I'll be honest, it's extremely difficult for me to maintain. So I'm trying to come up with the best piece of, you know, advice, so to speak, on how to maintain. Um, cause it can get really difficult and you have to always put yourself first. And that's something I struggle to just find balance in of like being a mom and running the business and making sure that I attend to everyone that has questions. I hate leaving people on red. Um, so it's difficult to maintain. I'm like, I'm all stuffed up cause of my cold, but, um, I think there's different crevices in the online world where you can really start to build those relationships and whatever kind of organization on the back end that works for you, whether it's writing them down or coming up with an Excel sheet, um, having your email marketing and getting really creative with your email marketing and sending out different emails, thanking people, um, whatever it is, like Zach said, going into the comment section, figuring out just show people attention, show people love and those relationships naturally build um, and do it with the best intentions. I always say, go Be into the relationship. Authentic. Yeah. Go into the relationship wanting to just have the relationship because I promise you guys, the most valuable part of the roadmap is the community. And it's because Absolutely. of the networking. It's because of the networking. It's all in who you know. All right, guys. So we're back after a brief. Um Camera Whoops. overheating. Yeah, the, the <laughs> camera overheated. We, you know, we went as nice as we could with the camera. So it overheated and we're jumping back in. My wife left off where she was talking about the networking portion yeah. of our community. So there might be a little disconnect there. So, babe, if you want to continue your thoughts on the yeah, networking portion. Yeah, I was just saying portion. that I think the, the biggest thing people just, you know, a lot of people realize this, but the biggest thing that the roadmap has to offer, the most valuable part, valuable part is the is the networking piece of the community. And, um, whether you connect with them inside the community on the meetups or on TikTok or on Instagram or on Facebook, wherever it is, and you reach out to these people, there have been such great friendships made and collaborations done, even in business or even just as a shoulder to lean on that, um, or advice given. There's so many smart, knowledgeable, successful people in this community that people can tap into 
And so I think maintaining friendships that way within and connections within the community is really beneficial yeah. and just really diving deep into that aspect. Yeah, and, and you I could come people, out having a completely different business idea because of it. Yeah. And I tell people, don't just focus on relationships with your customers, focus on relationships with other business owners yeah. too. Because for me, it's quality over quantity when it comes to relationships. Oh, yeah, 100%. I would rather have a good relationship with 2,000 people than 20,000 people. Yeah. Uh, because a good relationship as a business owner with 2,000 customers can really, it can support your business. Yeah. Especially, let's say you have a subscription at 2,000 members and you stay at about 2,000 because you have a really good relationship with them. At 20 bucks a month, you've got a livable income. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, being authentic. That's key. You always want to be key. authentic. If yeah. you can be authentic in everything that you do, all of your content, all of your interactions, all of it, you are going to do far more yeah. to maintain those relationships than if you just go out there and people can tell that you're fake. And yeah. just so y'all know, people can smell the bullshit from a mile away. That's why you have to talk about something that you love. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally, we have one more question from Taylor H. Um, I need help really branding who I am, who I want my audience to be, and who I want to service. Um, Love this. Yeah, that's a really great question. I think this starts with some personal reflection, some introspection, as it were. Self-awareness is key, like I always say, but also everyone always asks about your kind of buyer persona, your target audience. And it's not always this way, but I like to put it this way because this is true for me and so many other people. It's always, always, doesn't always have to be, but it's your previous self. So when I talk to people in my content, I'm talking to Hannah five years ago, four years ago, um, and trying to help my old self out of the position that I was in back then because I know exactly what I did to get out of it. So I know how to show people exactly what I did to get out of it. Um, and so think about anything that you've overcome. Think about problems that you've had that you've overcome. It doesn't have to be business. And if it's not business, then don't make it business, right? If you haven't been successful with something, um, then don't make it about that. Yeah. You make it about your core values. Yeah. What, what values make you, what passions make you, what strengths yeah. make you, because you're an online business owner. People aren't buying your product 90% of the time. They're buying you. Exactly. Right? And and I think that a lot of people forget that. Yeah. Is, is that whenever you go to brand yourself, you're not branding the company. Yeah, you have a company name. You have this, that, and the other. But it's you. Well, and once people buy into you and once you start building those relationships, that's why I say when you make content, don't always initially go after the sale. Just go after the know, like, and trust. Go after the relationships because your audience is going to tell you what they want you to create. Your yeah. audience is going to tell you what they want. Everybody yeah. always tells you what they want. Yeah. So don't even go into business selling something right off the bat. Just go in gaining the know, like, and trust of your audience and then reaching out to them and saying, hey, they're going to tell you without you even asking. Exactly. If you can read the read into the comments and kind of read between the lines, you're going to know what people want from you. Oh, and 100%. then you build your offers around that. Um well, and that's your foundation, yeah. right? That's your foundation that you now have laid out so that you can move into what I think is the next piece of the pie, which is your USP, your unique selling position. Yeah. What makes you distinctive in the market to stand out as the better option? Yeah. And now that one can be a little bit more difficult, uh, I think, personally. Very. 
because it takes a lot of research. Yeah. You have to do competitive analysis. You have to uh, really dive deep into what other people are doing in the exact same niche and how they're interacting with their customers and their potential customers because you have to stand out. Yeah. It's like putting a new pizza on the frozen pizza aisle. Yeah. There's so many frozen pizzas. How yeah. do you stand out as a frozen pizza? Yeah. So what's unique about your frozen pizza that is different than the 100 other ones? And then how do you communicate that, right? The communication yep. piece is so hard. And and being able to communicate concisely. Um, and consistently. And consistently is difficult. Yes. But um, it's a craft that if you can master... It will take you years to master. I'm still mastering it. You're still mastering it. I wouldn't it's, even put me in the category of ma- I'm yeah, still we're, a Padawan. We're, yeah, yeah. Like it's it takes years. Do you know what a Padawan is? No. Okay. What is it? <laughs> it's a Jedi apprentice. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I'm a Padawan. But just be now. okay with knowing it's going to take a while. But I think just yep. thinking about do some self reflection on who you are, what you've overcome in your life, what you could talk about. And learn about for hours. That makes you unique. Yeah. What you would, if there was a job that you could work for free, what industry is that in? Right? Like, what do you sit down when you're done with the day? What do you go binge watch? Love is Blonde. Yeah. Like, if I didn't do this, I would probably be a reality TV commentator. Oh, we would never see each other. (laughs) Um, All right. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, and then finally, consistency. Yeah. Like, how can you be consistent with that? Um, then, so as far as a target audience goes, this one is probably more my speed because I'm all about some data research. First off, it's data, 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 data. You have to go through the information and people are going to tell you if they want to listen to you or if they don't want to listen to you. Um, so your target demographics is all about identifying key characteristics about the people who are listening to you and the people who you've identified as potential consumers that will benefit from your solution uh, or benefit from your brand since we were talking about branding. Next thing is engage in research. That's where the data comes from and where we were talking about earlier. People are going to tell you what they want you to be. People are going to tell you. Let's talk about new Coke in the 1980s. Coca-Cola created a new formula, biggest blunder in the world. Marketers to this day still study that because they're like, what did you got? How did y'all drop the ball that bad? Well, first off, when they did their analysis of the market and their blind test, they didn't consider the fact that people had a nostalgic connection to the original taste of Coke. And my guess is, I know there's conspiracy theories that they just wanted to prove people liked Coke or whatever. I think that they came up with a formula that was cheaper to manufacture and they were all about cutting costs. Yeah. And the market looked at them and said, screw you, I want my Coca-Cola. Well, like you said, there's something to be said about, for instance, the perfume that I wore on our wedding day. Yeah. Right? Like every time every time I have that scent, it brings me back to my wedding day. Yeah. And that's an emotional connection I have to a perfume. Yep. Right? Like it's all about evoking an emotion in your customer and who you're speaking to. And everything about your brand is going to do that. Yeah. It was so powerful with Coca-Cola that the entire market said, y'all done effed up. And they were like, there was public outrage. Yeah. Like, screw you guys for changing up my Coca-Cola. And then you have to be able to adapt and refine, right? Because your target audience is going to adjust with you. 
Because your business should just in the last eight months, a ton of times, a hundred times, you know, like as your business evolves, your target audience is going to evolve. Let's think about just humans in general. You, you start out at five years old, you're friends with everyone at 10 years old. You've refined your friendship at 15. You've refined it again at 20. You've refined it again at 30. You've refined it again. Everything we do evolves and refines over time. And you have to be adaptable to that, which means that you have to stay engaged and you have to continually research Now, of course, as a single business owner, that's very difficult and it can get overwhelming. But the goal is, is that you eventually have a team that's able to do that for you. Yeah. Um, And then finally, all right. So who do you want to service? Well, again, that goes back to your previous self. It really does. It always, to me, it always goes back to that. I want to service the Hannah that was struggling to make money online. Dude, my man Elridge hit it on the head in the the call. call. Oh, yeah. What did he say? He was like, dude, you." I try to get people to understand, like, you're talking to you five years ago. Yeah. And, and I mean, huge. at the end, all of us were like, what's yourself, dude? We need to, I feel like we owe you money for everything you just said. <laughs> but uh, it was freaking hilarious. He's pastor. You guys can man. watch it. It's the recording, um, the last recording. It is, a record, it is recorded in the uh, community. So for those but community it's a members call. curious. It is so a like, men's call. I don't call. know if the women are going to be like No offense. To- we did have a lady. She popped in. Tonight, oh, good. And we just didn't kick her out. So <laughs> she she hung out with us. The only time. reason we have men's calls is because they're the minority. They are the currently six percent of the community, they and so we and wanted attention. to give them some love and attention so that so that we could better figure out a like how can we reach more men to take that opportunity for online business. Uh, anyways, moving forward, figuring out who you want to service is boils down to who were you five years ago. Yeah. What solution have you a year ago or three months ago? It could be. Or and it also includes what problem have you identified in the market? Yeah. Because my problems aren't the same as your problems. Yeah. Your problems aren't the same as their problems. Right? Like everybody has a different problem. Now we all I think we all blend there. You know, like my problem might blend with your problem in just a little bit different way. So once you figure out what problem it is that you're trying to solve for that helps you identify who you want to service as well. Yeah. Um, and that boils down or that boils down. It goes back to what we had talked about earlier whenever you go through those personal reflections um, and whenever you start engaging with your audience and doing your research, that's whenever you can refine those pain points that you're trying to solve for. Yeah. Because your idea might start out as A, but by the time you finish your research and building out your brand, it could be at E. Yeah. So it could go through many changes. And then, of course, solidifying your brand. Like, I mean, visual well, representation. Well, things change so much. I think branding is such a fun part for me, but don't get too caught up in that in the beginning. Don't get too caught up in those little pieces. Just get the baseline down. And as you move and as you as you start the process and you move through the journey, you'll be able to refine things and pivot where needed and tweak things as needed. We're doing that now. I mean, you can change your logo once a year if you want to. (laughs) All right. So we'll get the camera thing figured out eventually, (laughs) but we had one more little hiccup. And what I was, what I was saying about Patagonia is, is it's their 50th anniversary values. Yeah. And they've changed their core values and on their website, you can go there and they said, because we've grown as a company over the last 50 years, we wanted to update our core values. We wanted to update our mission because things have changed over the last 50 years. And I think that's super cool. They're actually one of my favorite companies to look at for branding and what they've done because they've really made it their personal identity as a business to leave the world a better place. Well, and no one wants to see something stagnant. That's a part of the 
part of the mission and vision behind the roadmap was we were going to make updates. And although that's been pushed back a little bit because we grew a little bit faster than expected and the community management side is extremely um, time consuming, but 1500 people by December turned into 20,000 by August real fast. Yeah. We, but the point is, is we always wanted to make it kind of grow with the community and have the community help us build it. And so it's where it sits today is nowhere where it's, nowhere near where it's going to sit in the next month, let alone the next couple of years. And so everything's going to evolve around this opportunity and our brand. And that's the fun part because people want to see something grow and want to be a part of a movement. And so when you create a brand and just keep it the same forever, it's like you want to change, you want to keep the baseline the same and the mission the same. The mission never changes, but the, the growth behind it all is what people I think want to be a part of. Absolutely. And not even to mention, like, I mean, for me, come hell or high water, I will accomplish my mission. And that is to change online business for the better because there's a negative stigma around it. You've got all these marketing. Yeah. And especially with, you know, multi-level marketing, affiliate marketing, there's been a negative direct sales of any kind. There's a massive negative stigma around it. And we've even been the victims of a bunch of hate around being the new shiny new object yeah and i'm telling you right now like my whole mission is to change online business for the better and really teach people that there is a better way to do things you don't you don't have to stoop to certain levels um but to finish up your question taylor i branding who you are it's going to take some time but you really just have to ask yourself the tough questions all right and once you get those questions answered, the ones that we've gone over, I think you'll do just fine. Um, and I, I want to say one more thing about it. And again, I wrote it down so I could remember. Zach's a notes person. I'm an off the top of my head person. You know, notes keep you organized. Yeah. Um, anyways, so branding is an involving process of self-discovery market research and authentic engagement. And as you understand yourself and your desired audience better, you can create a powerful brand that resonates and effectively serves your target market. Um, You guys will hear me say it all the time, data, data, data. You need to listen to what they're saying to you. You need to research all of that information. And I'll, I'll compare it to this. When Julius Caesar invaded any tribe that he invaded, they would send scouts out first because they wanted to gather as much information so that they can make the right tactful decisions before they went into battle. And that's because the more tactful decisions you can make based off of good information, the more effective your battle plan was. Now, obviously we're not all going into battle as Julius Caesar and trying to take over the Germanic tribes. What we are doing though is (laughs) entering in the market and the market is competitive and you have to have the data to support your decisions that you're going to make so that you can be more tactful in what you do. And you have to have the drive to compete. Absolutely. If you you are not competitive, you 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 got to find it in. have to have the drive to win and compete. Like every single day you have to wake up and be like, how am I going to kick today's ass? Yeah. So... All right. Well, I mean, so uh, perfect segue into uh, (laughs) here's the end of the episode. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching. And if you guys have made it to the end, we really appreciate that. Please, again, like, subscribe, follow, um, whatever it is that you guys need to do to help show some support. You can also go to changingthescript11.com 
and you can show support for $11 a month. You get the exclusive business community. You'll get exclusive content. It's all laid out for you right there. So if you guys want to see more content from us and you guys want to see more growth, uh, please consider on and feel free to just give your feedback on who you might want to see someday. And we're going to eventually make it exclusive to the community for questions. Yes. So um, anyone who joins the we'll business community, and it's going to be well. more. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. But just more networking, so you guys can come in. We want the community to be more about networking and sharing your business ideas, your businesses if they're already up and running. Yep. Make it more like chamber of commerce style, yep. where you guys can go in and connect and promote your businesses directly in there. Oh yeah. Um, just kind of like a fun. worldwide chamber of commerce for yeah. online opportunities. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just have to be online though. No, it doesn't have to be online, but I am primarily we focus on online business here. Um, we have like local photographers. But yeah, if you're a local photographer have, and you yeah. have, you know, corporate skills or maybe you're a computer junkie and you know how to do coding, there's a ton of different things that you can offer. Uh, and it's not just for those guys, but yeah. um, it's 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 a way that you guys can show support. And then obviously we're giving back for it. Um, and then, of course, we will do some community specific giveaways. Yeah. Um. So if you guys can show some support that way, we would truly appreciate it. But obviously, come on, listen. That's what we care about is being able to get this information out there. Um, and with that said, I guess we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. I'm Unless you have, have anything more important. I love you guys. Oh, I love you guys too. Okay. Is that it? Is that it? Are I we think done? so. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up.